18 and 19. And I know Joseph was talking about remembering. And the Lord tells us here, he says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. What is happening is that the prophet Isaiah is pronouncing a promise the Lord is speaking to the children of Israel. And the Lord is saying, I am going to do something with you and through you that I have never, you've never seen before. And the next verse he says, For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I believe the word tonight for us is a new beginning. A new beginning. All things new. Heavenly Father, I ask you to to bless your word tonight. Father, I ask you to anoint these lips of clay, this vessel, Lord, to bring forth your word. I ask hearts would be open to receive tonight, God, that you are speaking to your people a new beginning. All things new, Lord God. And we will give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. We see throughout the word of God, we see from the very beginning of Genesis that we see in Genesis 1-1 that it speaks of God. And I've also preached this and spoke this before. And it says, in the beginning, God created. As we read throughout uh, the word of God and we begin to see the character of God, that we see that God is a creator. God likes to create. God is not in the business of making things that are worthless or making things that are junk. But we know that one of the titles of God is that he is a potter. And we also know that he can begin to remold and to reshape and to make things new. I praise God for that because even in my life and in my circumstances, I have failed God. I've also heard people say that God is a God of second chances. I'd have to say I disagree with that. Because if that's the case, I'm still doomed. But I serve a God that is a God of multiple chances. That even every time that I fall and I fail him, the word says that he is just a name away. All I have to do is call upon him and I can be made new. Back into right standing and back into the covenant and relationship that he has for me. So we see that this is the God's heart for mankind. This is God's heart for each and every one of you that is here tonight. That it doesn't matter where you are tonight on December 31st, 2012, and what this year has brought you, if it's heartache, if it's pain, if it's rejection, if there's somebody that you've lost along the way, and maybe you feel like that your walk with God has maybe stumbled, and maybe you're not in the place that you need to be. I'm here to tell you tonight, and the Lord has sent me to tell you, all things can be new tonight. Hallelujah. He can make all things new. So we see throughout the word of God that he speaks to his prophets. And he speaks in Ezekiel chapter 11 and verse 19. And he talks to them and he's saying, I will give them one heart. He says, I am going to give a new spirit. I will put a new spirit Within them, I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. He is speaking to the nation of Israel, but this is also a promise that he is prophesying even to the nations, that he is talking even to us, that there is coming a time that mankind, that that they, they rebel against me, their hearts are hard, but when they come to receive me and they come to accept me, I'm going to take their stony heart, 
their heart of rebellion, their hardened heart, and give them a fleshly heart that I can mold and I can shape and I can use for my glory. He continues and he re-edifies this statement. And also in Ezekiel 36, 26, again, he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit, new, new heart and new spirit within you. The Bible tells us that God, he loves us so much. And it also tells us that each and every day, his mercies are new. I'm here to tell you, you can't out God. You can't run from God. You can't do so much from God that he cannot call you back. The Bible says every morning, every morning that your feet touch the ground in your, in, in your bedroom or wherever you sleep, the mercies of God are new. He loves you. His mercy is new for you each and every morning. That's the God that you serve. That's the God that cares about you. So many people in our lives can tell us that you don't matter. You're always being messed up. You, you're always, you're never going to amount to nothing. But God says, oh no, that's not the same. Because see, I don't make nothing that doesn't, that doesn't have a purpose. But each and every one of my creation is for a purpose. So I'm here to tell you tonight, I don't care again what you've been through this year. But God is here to make all things new. The perfect example that we see of this, and one of my favorite, is in the book of Hosea. And God is showing, he wants to show the nation of Israel of what it's like, what they've done to him. And I can't help but think that even in my own walk with God, in times that I've rebelled, in times that I've fallen into sin, in times that I've even walked away from him. And so God tells Hosea, this is what I want you to do. I want you to be an example to the nation of Israel. I want you to show them how much I love them, but also what they've done to me. So he tells Hosea, you go and you find yourself a prostitute and you marry her. And he does. And as time goes on, he loves her. But she goes back into her lifestyle. And she goes back into prostitution. And God is beginning to tell Hosea, you go and prophesy to the people. This is what they've done to me. This is what they've done. But he says, but wait a minute, Hosea. I want you to go now, and I want you to get her back. And he does. And it says he goes and he buys her back. And he goes, this is what I want to do with the nation of Israel. I'm going to make all things new. Even though there's times in your life that you might feel like, God, I just keep messing up over and over and over again. He's saying, that's all right. You just keep coming back. You just keep coming. My mercies are new every morning. I will give you beauty for ashes. It doesn't matter how many times that you fall. He says, if you just come back, that's it. You just pursue. You just keep coming back to me. And I will make all things new. He goes on in Isaiah 1.18. This is for all of us. He says, come now, let us reason together. So many times I hear people say, well, you're not supposed to ask God why. I have many scriptures that say, yeah, there's people that ask God why. He says, come, let us reason. Let us talk. Let us have a little dialogue here. And he says, though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be like wool. The Bible says that he will remove your sins as far as the east is from the west. God, this is one thing about God. He can choose to forget. 
And when he says that he forgets, he forgets your sins. He won't bring them back up again. We see this uh, 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 being bought again. We see in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that it talks about Paul's telling us that we are the temple of uh, the Holy Spirit. And he says that you were bought with a price. You're not your own. And we see that that price was bought for us on the cross of Calvary. Jesus Christ bought us. He redeemed us. So Paul's telling us, you're not your own. He says, you've been bought and you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he says, but it's not a little price. There was a high price paid. Christ gave his life for each and every one of us. It was a high price. Continuing on, the Bible tells us, Jesus said in Luke 4, 18, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal or mend the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I know I'm running out of time, but I want to get to this point. The brokenhearted. Again, I don't know what you're 2012 has brought you. I know uh, throughout the year I've talked to many people and there's been a lot of tragedy. There's been a lot of, um, of, of divorces. There's been a lot of splits. There's been a lot of poverty. There's been a lot of things that has happened in people's lives. And your heart can become hardened. And you can even have a broken heart because somebody that you put your faith and trust in that you thought was going to be there for you and now they're nowhere to be found. Jesus says, I come to mend the brokenhearted. I come to bring together. I come to bring back again. So I want to say, you don't have to end this year with a broken, bitter, hateful, resentful, unforgiving heart. But Jesus says, I want to take your broken heart and I want to mend it and I want to make it new. So you can go into a new year with joy and forgiveness and healing. And this is what he's telling us. So I know I'm watching my time here. <laughs> um, so the Bible, he goes on and he tells us that, that he is in the process. He loves us. And it even tells us in the book of Psalms that he knows it's hard, that we are weak. He knows that it's hard for us even to be human. He became one of us. He knows the trials and temptations that we go through. And at times it's hard to be human. But he says, but I'm still going to make all things new. I will make all things new. He goes on and talks about when he was breaking the bread with the disciples, that he is making a new covenant. And the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, for there to be a New Testament The tester, the one that made that covenant, has to die for there to be a new covenant. And Jesus, as he breaks the bread and takes communion, he talks about his blood, his body being broken. And he said that this is the blood of the new covenant that will be shed for you. New covenant, a new time. So it leads us into tonight. We are here to have a baptismal service, but we're also here for renewing. We're here... um, to make things new. God wants to make things new with us. So the Bible tells us that we also have to work out 
Jesus said in John chapter 3, he says that you must be born again. We must, all, each and every one of us must be born again. You must be born, the, he says, of the water, and you must be born of the Spirit. That's what the Word of God says. It's what Jesus says. And he talks about this, and he talks and says that even that there is, is putting on a newness, a newness of life that happens. A new, uh, Romans 6, 4 through 6, he talks about us being buried with Christ. We are buried with Christ, he says. In order, just as Christ was raised from the dead, the dead by the glory of the Father, we too walk in newness of life. You can begin again. You can have another life, the word of God says. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old selves, our old selves was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. To those that are being baptized tonight, you are not just getting in to get wet. It is more than that. It is a newness of life. It is things are going, you're going to be putting on a new creation. Second Corinthians tells us in chapter 5. You are going to be putting on a new creation. It's not your turn to leaf over. It's not a New Year's resolution. But no, it's a commitment and it's a covenant that you're making with Jesus Christ. And you are now professing that I am a Christian. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And I am not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm going to follow his command that he told me to be baptized and I will follow his command and I will do what he's commanded me to do. I have to stop here, but before I do, there is a clip. Uh, Mario, put up um, the new things and the new creation. I'll end with this. If you have time later, read through 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is what happens when we become a new creation in Jesus Christ. You will have a new aim. Your aim is to please the Lord in 2 Corinthians 5, 9. You will have a new association, which is the oneness with the Lord in verse 14. You will have a new attitude. How many of us can't, have, can't use the new attitude? <laughs> I want a new attitude. To live unto him who loved us. He loves you. You can't. You can't get so far that God does not love you. You will have a new activity. Your new activity is this. The Bible tells us to work out your own soul salvation. So now we have, when you are a Christian, you have to walk by faith. I don't understand. I can't see what's happening. Walk by faith. That's putting your faith and trust that God is going to work it out. I don't understand it. God, how you're going to do it. I don't understand how you're going to mend my heart. I don't understand how you're going to make all things new, but I believe you're going to do it. You're going to do it. A new attachment to be fused by the love of Christ. A new, the Bible tells us we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is a a representation of, of a kingdom. And it says to deliver the message of reconciliation. That will be your call. That is our call. That we are to reconcile people back to Jesus Christ. Back to God. And to tell them there is a hope. And the last is a new assurance about the future. So again, I want to encourage you tonight. 
And listen, tonight is just not for those being baptized. Again, maybe you feel like that your life is dry and your season is dry. And God's saying, come on back and make all things new. I have a short clip. It's only a minute long. And I want to end with this. The Bible tells us in Revelation, Jesus says, Behold, I make all things new. Sorry. Meet Brad. Six foot handsome. Hello, Brad. I'm Liz. And me. baptized you can be get ready in your positions i just want to thank you uh tonight for the just listening to the word of god he says i will make all things new we just want to open this altar and take this time we still have about five minutes before we uh bring in the new year what a way to just bring in the new year just by being in the presence of god and just just making our hearts new and receptive for what he wants to speak to us so this altar is open. We'll just take this time to pray. And if you just want to come up for prayer, just spend some time with the Lord. God bless you, and Happy New Year.
when Jack got baptized, I think it was 68 when he was put down. Are they ready? Jonna and, uh, are you going to be baptized? Yes. Good. Brian and Jonna will be baptized. I married them back in, uh, when was it? August, what day? 19th. So uh, we married them. We went through some premarital counsel with them, and they've, uh, they're really wanting to do everything right. And this is Nevea, their little girl. And Nevea, you know what that is. That's heaven spelled backwards, right? So uh, uh, what a cool name. And so I love them, and they're in the process of really discipleship, and they need our friendship and our fellowship, and they need us to really take them under the wing. And so um, I appreciate you guys being here. So we'll be baptized, and when we're done stepping out of here, You'll go back into the little tent there, and you can zip it closed, and then just douse and dry off as much as you possibly can, and you, hopefully you have a change of clothes. If not, Brian, you can swim in some of mine, but um, otherwise, uh, that's how we'll be going, and you can go back in through and change either in, uh, I think the women are going to be in the nursery, the guys, you've uh, and, and women, you can go into the ladies' room as well, but guys can go into uh, men's restroom. All right, everybody up here, let's uh, have you line up up here. Come on. Hey, before we do this, you know what? Who's here, Joel? I just got this thought. I want to do before it's too late. Can we just take a minute? I want to get us, uh, hey, guys, guys, guys. There we go. Appreciate your enthusiasm. Let's, uh, I'd like to get us a, a group picture. We do it every new year. And I'm just thinking after we get all wet and everything, it's going to be, uh, I mean, my hair is not going to be a problem, but... <laughs> If we could, uh, could we do a group picture with all of us and have you just come up and stand right around here and uh, bigger guys in the uh, back and on the edges and then everybody else, everybody being baptized right in front. You should be barefoot anyway so the water that's on the carpet won't hurt. Let's do that and uh, everybody will get a picture and um, Arlene, you going to take it? It's always bad because that means somebody's not going to get it. Okay. All right. Good. Come on. No, we mean everybody. We mean you guys. Yeah. We want all you guys up here. So everybody sitting down. Come on up here. Get in the picture. Yeah. We want you in the picture. You might need an alibi. You never know when you'll need an alibi. Thank you, Jesus. Joel, will you run in and get my iPad? It's on the corner of my desk. Arlo, you can video with that iPad, too, if you want. Or somebody else can. All right. Hey, if you're here, your family, your friends, you might not know how, uh, how much uh, a friend we can be yet, but hi. You guys are troopers. Come on, Ia, get up here. Come on, Nevaeh, get up here. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want. Just be careful with all the stuff. You can get in front, too. It's therapeutic. Are we okay? 
Are we all right? Yeah, you can come up around. There you go. You can, uh, right here, you can kneel on this. This is all still dry. Or, uh, yeah, we got our own kneeler. How's that? I know. I saw her playing with your hands. Terry, come on. Come on. DJ's being baptized. You got to be in the picture. All right, ready? Let's go. Everybody wants to be home before two. <laughs> This is trailer time, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Take it out of there if you need, Joel. It's going to interfere with a little bit. Do it upside down the other way. Just turn it all the way around, Bubba. There, let it hang back. There you go. Okay. Smile. He's capturing all our faces at once. Guys, come on. Get you uh, find him a T-shirt over there. There should be. Yeah, we'll give you one. Should be a large there. Is that an extra large? I don't care. That's fine. If you want, you can just throw that on. That way you can keep the other. You can go right in that little side room or right over here where I do. Okay, everybody being baptized. Everybody being baptized? Here's what we do. We're just going to ask you why, why you're doing this. You don't have to be long-winded, please don't. Um, but what, what we do want is you just to express what's, uh, what God's doing in your heart um, for this. So who wants to go first? Mario, okay, you're up. Hallelujah, Jesus. And Joe and, uh, and Jack are here to help us in and out. Nice and warm. 
So Mario, um, some of you may not know, but he came out of California, right? Yes. And um, Mario, when he first came to this church, we it was almost like we attacked him somehow. He had to get through that. But here's the deal. Um, he accepted Christ when? February 7th, 2012. February 7th, 2012. Isn't that glorious? So go ahead. What do you want to say? Thank you for <laughs> everyone here. Because uh, sorry, my family and friends are not here. I asked a lot of them, but this church is the family. It's been a big issue about family. And, uh, the Lord has brought me to a place where I was accepted. And uh, I've been gone for 14 years from Ohio. And I came back to make things better. And it's still wrong. But I know I have family here. And I'm glad everyone's here. So Mario, let's turn you around. I'm sorry, baby. I'm going to switch it here. Because the ladder's over here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Think about something that won't count here. I wanted to read Matthew chapter 3, verses 11 and on. I baptize with water those who turn from their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is far greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And it's um, God's just been, been working on my heart lately. I mean, I, I was baptized before, and I fell away, and... He just didn't let me get so far away that I wouldn't come back. Um, in past five months, four or five months, God's just been, like, really talking to me. And, and I pray that uh, he'll even give me a bigger portion of his Holy Spirit and his presence. So. And, uh, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Brian. Boy, that's been a few years ago, hasn't it, buddy? Uh, yeah, that's true, I think. 
Brian called, uh, how many years since you first came here? Remember that? I think it's 08. In uh, 2008, he came, and we were in the back doing a Bible study on a Wednesday night, and uh, Brian showed up, and he had uh, recently had a breakup and relationship, and he was really uh, both broken, but he was also uh, really angry, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah. And he uh, he did the he did the the best thing you can possibly do in the midst of all of that. He turned to uh, to faith and he turned to uh, understand um, this thing that's such a calamity for so many. And uh, I appreciate him because no matter what, no matter how he's had some momentary setbacks here and there, uh, I love his uh, uh, his heart is to return. And God does have him in the grip of grace. And isn't letting him go. And so uh, I just love Brian. I love seeing the work of God in him. And he's uh, picked up the, the electric guitar to, to play. And, and uh, I'm just telling you that this is a guy, one of those phrases against all odds. This is a guy who's going to make it because he's not a quitter. I just want to keep you available, Bob, for words. I don't want to forget that portion of it that we get. Brian, based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, So as we pause, I want to be sure that because I'm, I'm looking for those things and we, we're not manufacturing words, but if they come, that we'll, we'll take that time between uh, or, or when they come in, you might get something. But I want to be sure we give that opportunity. Amen. You know, the Bible says all can prophesy. It's because God's in charge. That pink's not going to wash out, is it? I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> so, um, Alexis, you've been coming here for how long? But at least that um, she, what I've, I've told you publicly for those who are part of the church is what I love about Alexis is that she shows up here at church uh, no matter what anybody else does. Um, she sometimes, many times she sits back there, it must have your name on it, that chair. She sits right there and um, she's taking it in. And I love the idea that she's hanging around and knowing that she has some understanding um, and she's seeking a fuller understanding. But I love the idea that what she's doing is she's putting herself in the position to be touched by God. 
Amen. You want to share anything, honey? What's baptism mean to you? What does that mean to you? Being saved? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are calling, you are called by the Lord because you are a vessel of his calling and a vessel of his choosing. Because he has a plan for your life and he's enabling you to fulfill that plan because you will reach people that no one else can reach. And he's building up a spirit within you. He has indeed put his spirit within you and it's going to guide you throughout your life. The word says, don't be afraid. Fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yes, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The Lord will never leave you nor forsake you, and as you worship him, he will fill your needs and be able to use you for his glory. I'll take that, huh? So this is Devin. And uh, I share with his uh, mama and grandparents how uh, I love that at the end of service, you'll find him hanging around up here somewhere waiting to give me a hug. And uh, it's such an honoring thing um, for, for him to, to put himself in that posture and just to hang around. And uh, uh, I said that because the, the Bible says that when you honor someone, that God will honor you. So we know that's going to happen. There's a lot of good things coming forward in you. You have a good inheritance from your grandparents, a good inheritance from your mom and dad. And uh, don't, don't take any of that for granted. Amen. You want to share something? To be made new. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
So this is Brian, and when he first came here, we had uh, we had a mug for him for visiting. We had food for him, donuts. We gave him a Bible and books, and we gave him so much stuff. It was almost at some point, it's like, whoa, stop. He's going to think there's something wrong with us here. And all it was is to try to express the friendship of God, because for somehow it was like, that's what you really needed. You didn't need a whole bunch of preaching. You didn't need somebody wagging a finger in your face. And very clearly, you know, for us, it was just uh, a matter of friendship. And I, I feel like that's something that God's going to continue to work. So uh, being baptized tonight, anything specific you want to share about that? What's in your heart or why do you want that? When I was younger, I was forced to wear dresses, wear a suit and tie. I didn't feel like going to church because of that. And uh, my buddy Travis introduced us to Billy and uh, we went on from there and like Mario said, just like that. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Brian, I was just trying to decide if that was a word for you, if that's just me being weird. But I really want to tell you that, uh, that right now, um, Brian, for those of you who don't know, he's been a, uh, uh, he works in a pizza shop. And, and the word when you were coming up here, I see that you even had flour on your pants. <laughs> Doughboy. And I, 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 I just, uh, I want to tell you that God has something for you that's, that you might have thought was out of reach for you, but I feel like he said that Doughboy isn't a matter of tossing, uh, to- tossing uh, um, whatever that thing is you toss up into the air. Yeah, dough. Dough into the air. It's a matter of what, what God's going to do in your life to prosper you as you're going to find that there's going to be a, a key. You might have already heard it. You might have already uh, experienced it, but there's going to be something where God does where all of a sudden... That key out of all the other keys you've tried is going to unlock your potential. It's going to unlock something that God has for you. It's the storehouse of heaven, and you'll be known as a doughboy, but it has nothing to do with flour and water. Amen? Hallelujah. Yeah, go ahead. Good. Yeah. 
he throws those who he loves up into the air and catches us. Isn't she beautiful? God does good stuff, doesn't he? He doesn't make any junk. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. Daughter of the Lord, know that you are his, you belong to him. And when you have said in your heart, I want to be what he wants me to be, I want to do what he wants me to do, I want to go where he wants me to go, and this day he's fulfilling that answer to that prayer because he's indeed going to lead you because you are a worshiper of God who seeks those who worship him to, to bless and to lead and his hand will be upon you his hand is upon you and he has given you a heart of grace a gracious heart and to remove the spirit of heaviness give you a garment of praise and when people look at you they see that garment of praise. And they know that that represents Jesus. That Jesus is in your life. And he's going to be your guide from now on. Mm. Amen. Again, there's a, uh, there's a divine collision waiting to happen between that which is the beauty um, on the outside and the beauty on the inside. And it's not something manufactured. It's not something that you put on. It's something that, that he is making you. And so even as he's giving you a natural beauty, he's also what is beautiful about you inside. And what's going to happen is there's been a separation in the past of those two things, those two elements. And yet what God's doing is he's merging those two into one so that you're going to become a whole person in him. And you're going to realize that that greatness of his grace throughout your, your, your life, both in the natural but also in the spiritual. You're going to begin to see that in your marriage. And you're going to see that in your friendship. DJ's uh, Sunday school teacher, and um, what I talked about on Sunday with uh, baptism was baptism in part is some cool way, it's like the equivalent of going up onto a mountaintop and, and proclaiming, hey, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That's the equivalent of this baptism. So he's standing in front of uh, family and friends and church family to proclaim uh, his faith. So it's a public thing. This is a church thing for us, for our family, for our friends. And one thing that we have to keep in mind, we, we need to help grow DJ. He's not Amen. just Terry's kid. He's Amen. our kid. 
He's a child of New Life Fellowship Church. And this is a charge for us as a church that, hey, if he gets off track, we're going to get him right back on track. We're going to be involved in his life. So keep that in mind, church. That is a charge to you. And uh, that's a charge for me as a Sunday school teacher, too. So keep Amen. that in mind, DJ, that we are here to help you and we want to uh, help you grow. So I'm very proud of you, brother. Thank you. Where do you want to be baptized? Where do you want to be baptized? You know what you have the potential for, DJ? You know what potential means? It's what you can be. Huh? And that is, is that you have the potential that God's cool if people think he is or not. And sometimes in school and around with different ones, it might seem like it's not cool to be a Christian or it's not cool to, to be religious or spiritual. But I just have that feeling, buddy, that you're going to garner and gather people to yourself. They're going to be drawn to you, and it's it's really not just you. It's going to be God in you, but it's going to be that you're going to make God cool, and you're going to uh, you're going to be leading a whole generation, your own your own buddies, your own friends, who didn't think it was very cool, and their parents didn't think it was cool, and all of a sudden, it's going to be like um, God's cool, and it's an end thing. You know that. I want you to just hold that, treasure that in your heart. God God will do it for you. It won't be something you have to force. Amen? All right. got my idea in my body. <laughs> so this is Marcy. And uh, she's been uh, all, she was here before I got here. And so I've watched her uh, grow up and uh, we've walked through some difficult times together. And uh, I just love how God has made you such a resilient woman. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. There's probably a word for resilient. And uh, that's what I've seen. So you want to share why uh, why you want to be baptized tonight? I've wanted to for a while. Um, the main reason that comes to mind this time is when I had to tell my mom that I was pregnant this past term. So for those of you that don't know, it was because I was living in sin. I wasn't married. Um, when I told her I was pregnant, she said, Marcy, how much, can you, how much more can you screw up your life? Marcy, Marcy, 
Mother of mercy, you have endured some very hard trials, but in all you've come through them, and you still have love for the Lord. People in your, in your relationship still have love for you, because though you feel you have failed in the past, everyone has failed in the past, and you are not different, but you are forgiven, and you show mercy because you have Rudette, you have something you're supposed to share? All right. Okay, good. Because I've just kind of got that sense, so that's cool. That's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Cover me. The Lord is your Redeemer. He's your kinsman redeemer for you're his child, you're his daughter. You're anointed by him for service to him. And he's your covering. So though your sins were 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 a scarlet, he only sees you through the purity of Christ. He's your redeemer. Hallelujah, Jesus. Funny, we all uh, we almost took a fall. I don't know if you knew that, or we just looked so gracious. But uh, I thought she's uh, the, the the thing come through my my mind there, Marcy, that she's about to baptize the preacher. <laughs> and then I realized that that is a part of a prophetic word: is that uh, there is that which you have an anointing, Marcy, which will baptize. It's going to baptize in the Holy Spirit. It's going to baptize with uh, a passion of praise, and it's going to be a worship anointing that you have that has been declared I know before so um, I'm just tying in with that which has already been proclaimed which God has for you and, and he's not slow concerning his promises that's that's what the word of God says and he will bring it to pass so you can watch for it you can wait for it there's anointing where you would even uh, anoint those who would be uh, preachers those who would be pastors those who would be teachers who might ever gather uh, in in an assembly and uh, there's an anointing that you have which will anoint them in worship. Hallelujah.
this is Michael. And he was he was on and then off again and back on. Amen. <laughs> I knew what God has in store for you, brother. He wants you baptized. He wants that that stuff uh, washed off of you. You know, um, he's like the major. Uh, He'll remove the grease. <laughs> You're oiled by the world, and he wants you oiled by, by his kingdom. He wants you to be with, there's an anointing which comes from him for you. One of the things I just want to tell you is uh, even tonight we were sitting there talking, and when I first met Mike, um, as we were talking, there's uh, some people who are, uh, let's say, unbelievers and people who are skeptic. They'll come, and they'll be cordial, and you can tell they're, they're, they're humoring you, if you will. But uh, Mike was genuinely interested. I saw like a little kid that he was taking in um, the, the things that I was sharing about marriage or about God. And, and uh, so tonight even it was that way uh, once again. And, you know, he was thinking he might not be ready, but I have a sense that you know better, don't you? Sure. So is there, uh, what do you, what is, why do you want to be baptized tonight? For a new beginning and to start over a new chapter in my life. And to accept Jesus Christ into my heart fully. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You want to all be baptized at the same time? Is that what you want to do? Or individual? Good. Okay. I'll be you so far. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead. This is it. Good. Um, let me let me do just do this for our benefit. Um have you asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart to forgive you of your sins? Yes. Your sins? You don't? No, no. Okay, so tonight that's what you're doing. Yes. So I'm just going to lead you in a short prayer, but I want you to make it real. Okay, so this is not just talk. This is going to be real. And I want you to pray this prayer. Please say that you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will be saved. Believe that in your heart. telling me, he says, uh, that you've taken two big steps. Uh, one, that you confessed him as the Lord, and two, you've shown that evidence at, at being baptized. And uh, he said, uh, you've lived a life according to the world, and now God is giving you a new start. He believes in you. He has an amazing plan for you. And you've been hunting most of your life. Now you will be hunting for ways to please God. And then he says to me that, as, as a hunter, you know this to say focused, and you know your scope has to be focused. So 
when you position your, your face to focus on Eric, make sure you're in position to receive and to see what he's telling you. Okay? So this is, uh, I call her my Delaney girl. Um, I, I love her. She's been doing, uh, searching for colleges and what God has for her when she graduates. And um, Mama and Daddy have given her some excellent advice and counsel, and they're helping to uh, pave the way for what God has in their little girl. Um, and I love it when she just comes and she says, I have a question. <laughs> and she's, uh, she's just consulting and again that's a place of honor and I, I don't take that lightly when you're just asking those things and she was so honoring to mom and dad as she's talking about what what's in her heart and what's in your hearts for her and and uh, boy you're you're one that could take on um, you'll take on uh, favorites wherever you go because people are going to want to uh, to just grab a hold of you and claim you as their own so I feel kind of, as, as a pastor, I uh, appreciate you guys entrusting us with her as you have over the last few years and given us the opportunity to love on her and get to know her because, uh, trust me, we've gained a whole lot from your life and from your example. and from. Um, I love how she's just almost like uh, opened up. And I see you and you don't worry about fancy words, you just say stuff. And uh, what you say has a special value in, in other people's hearts. And so you keep on talking. You keep on speaking. Amen? You want to share about being baptized tonight? I, mean, I, don't, I don't really know what to say, but um, I feel like throughout my life, God has spoken to me a lot. And I don't know. It's, several things have happened to me that I know that his spirit's in me. And um, this is just another step in my life with him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Hey, Delaney, while you're getting in there, I just want to tell you, and uh, if you saw us struggling there for a second, it was because I, I was just convinced that I wanted to get her from head to toe wet. <laughs> and Mom and Dad, you might know what I'm talking about. There was, a, there was almost like a little resistance there, and I just felt like, no, no, she's going under, you know? <laughs> and uh, that's called, really, it's tenacity, Delaney. And that's something that you got, and that's a heavenly gift. And so uh, I want to be sure that that probably scared her a little bit because she felt like maybe I was <laughs> holding her under. <laughs> but I wanted to explain to you that's that's what I felt specifically is. So this is Todd Sisk, and uh, he married my daughter back in August, and uh, some people call him my son-in-law now, but we call our, the ones who marry into our family are called son-in-love and daughter-in-love, and so he's learning what exactly that means, and uh, I won't share your whole story, but I'm just going to, he's a self-professed brawler is what he's been in his life, and uh, he's used to getting his way maybe by what he can do in his own strength and bring about through, could I say, intimidation, and yet what happens is God has softened his heart when he brought uh, Trisha, who uh, can be a tough woman, and uh, three boys, <laughs> three boys, so going from a uh, single guy First thing he gave up was his python, I think, wasn't it? Because there ain't no way the snakes are going to be around there. So, But you know what? That spoke volumes. And uh, what you'll find is that um, God's a little like that, but he doesn't make us do anything. With him, we don't have to. It's that we get to. And he actually changes our heart, and that's what you're learning, I think, as you go forward. And The promise is, is because we don't give up and we don't quit. And so we've already seen in a few short months, we've seen um, his willingness to reconsider and to consider uh, the ways of God. And uh, I'm going to let you tell some of the rest of the story because you've told Joel and I, but uh, go ahead. It's Why do you want to be baptized? I've been broken for so long and, you know, he's blessed me with a wonderful family. It's time for a change. You know, I don't want to be that person anymore. He's a Georgia boy, if you can't tell. And uh, you grew up around, what was the faith you grew up with? Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. And so um, he told Joel and I way back in July, I think it was, he said he wants, to, he wants to come back to God and he wants to do it right. He wants to get it right. So folks, it's just as Joseph said about uh, DJ, here we got the big old tough guy. And guess what? He's a baby in Christ and he needs our help. And so... I don't know that we've done official business, but we'll do it right now, okay? And that is, is that if you were backslidden 
which I think you told me you were, that we, uh, we come back. And there's this image of the Father who... Uh, watches the clock and says there's a curfew and there's an appointed time and he keeps waiting for the sun to appear on the front porch and come in the door and doesn't happen and doesn't happen and doesn't happen and it's past the expected time and he's anticipating and pretty soon he just can't handle it anymore he can't just uh, bide time so he goes and he stands on the front porch and he gazes down at uh, that road. And he's got expectation in his heart that anything that moves, he's thinking, that's, that's my son, that's my boy. And he paces back and forth and he wanders back inside and he's trying to occupy himself with, this, with the, the anxiety. And then he hears something outside and so he runs to the front porch and he has to peer even through the darkness and then he can see the shadow. His son who's coming back. So he leaves the porch and he runs toward his son and he never speaks a word of rebuke but he embraces him. The Lord's been looking for you to come back. He's been waiting As bad as a brawler you've been, he's going to use you as his representative. The Lord said earlier that you, like Noah, might be the man who is the odd man out. And that'd be okay because you always felt like you were the odd man out, like you were out of place somehow and trying to make your own way. And the Lord says that's okay. He says because in the end, like Noah, you'll take a risk. The risk is, is believing without seeing. But better than Noah, you've been given eyes to see. So it's not merely a stab in the dark. It's that you, you actually will see. He will enlighten that area. And you'll be able to focus in on that. That's the mark. He set the mark high. He set the mark for you. He'll help you to attain it. So you'll be a risk taker for his name's sake. So Father, I want you to pray that prayer with me, Todd. Father, Father I'm back. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for receiving me. For healing me. For healing me. Saving me. Saving me. I need you. And I want you. And I want you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And a passion for your word. And a passion for your word. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a little offering there, will we? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Some things that you have in your life, we call them addictions. We're going to move forward because I'm I don't want to bash your head against that wall. We don't want to test the spirit that much, just yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But based on your profession of faith,
word say? Behold, I make all things new. One more, okay. Susan. Thank you guys for hanging in with us. Obviously, this isn't something we're going to rush. But I'll tell you what, if you've been like me, there's been times where you ended up at the hospital and you didn't know it, you didn't plan on it, and you were out two, three, four hours unexpectedly in the middle of the night. I'm going to tell you this is better than being called in crisis or emergency to a hospital. Yeah. So this is Susan. And I could have been in worse places. Amen. And you have been, yeah. (laughs) And I have been. And I sought the Lord, and he found me, and he heard me. And uh, he delivered me from all my fears. And here I am. Amen. And I made the choices of all them other years. And here I have been for almost over a year now. And it's definitely been, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I couldn't have asked for better people to be my securities, all holding me on, taking me to places I've never seen before and been before, and taking me to places that it's just, I can't even explain it. It's just such a beautiful place here. And so, I mean, people are just so much, they hold your hand, and they just take you wherever you need to be. And I mean... People are so foolish that they don't even know what they're missing. I mean, people here just, you know, you almost, you can't, you just, you feel the love. As soon as you walk in the door, as soon as you see a friend out in the store that are come here, I mean, you can't even imagine. It's just, it engulfs you. It's just like you want to go up to them and just, oh, you know, you want to hold their hand. You want to see them. You just want to hold their, hold, you know, it's like, oh, I can't. I saw them in the store. It's just you don't want to miss it. It's just you want to feel it. And I know all of you, whenever you see somebody in the church and it's gone, that goes to in the store you, that you go to church with, you just want to run up to them and say hi because you know you get that good, positive feeling from them that you get at church. And you can't get away from it because you love it so much and you know that it's God. And that's God. That's what I always say. That's God. And you get that. That's God. And if something happens and you see something and it comes to you and it happens right as the way it's supposed to, that's God. And everything that happens to you in your life that's good, just remember, that's God. This is God. You know? This is God. Amen. He's God. He's the coach. Sort of. He's the coach. (laughs) He's the coach of God, and he's bringing it all to us. It's, it's coach. She tells a story of November a year ago, it would yeah. have been, at elections when she came up where a polling location. So it was a whole year from. Yeah. When she come up and she says that uh, she couldn't look me in the eye yeah. uh, because of a conviction you had of your life and choices and where you were at. Yeah, I have a long road that I went on that uh, – I came up here one election day, and it was a year from this past Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving before this year, I had been in a fight, 
okay? And then before that, I came up here at, on election day, and I walked in, and he was in the greeting area, as he always was. And I came in, and I was high. And I couldn't walk. He was standing right there, and I couldn't walk in. I ducked around and got away from him because I couldn't look him in the eye because I knew I was high, and there was no way I was going to be able to look him in the eyes being high. And uh, I went in, and then he even came around looking for me because he knew there was something. He, he just, I had a feeling he just knew. So I got away from him as fast as I could. People and, always run it. <laughs> and I just, I just knew I couldn't, I couldn't look him in the eyes. I mean, I just, I mean, I had known him. I've known him for years. And to me, he was always, I looked up to him. He was God. I mean, he was, he represented God in my life already. So there was already a, a connection there that. Whenever I looked at him, whenever we met each other somewhere, we saw each other somewhere out on the streets or at the store or somewhere, I already made that connection with him that what he represented to me was, you know, my connection, you know, that I felt good with him towards God, where I felt that he was, some, he meant something to me, where I trusted him and could, you know, look up to him. And that day... I mean, I just felt so bad that usually, and then this year, I mean, I have no problem. I mean, I just go up to him and, you know, I can hug him and, hey, you know, how you doing? And I can look up to him. You know, I look up to him no matter what. It just, I put my whole life and everything in his family. Like Mario was saying, it's, it's all family and always was. Now, let me tell you, as recent as two weeks ago or so, she was in a uh, certain establishment in town and poured beer over somebody's head, didn't you? <laughs> you know why? They were very disrespectful and dishonoring to her, and, the God, and God spoke to you in that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And said that's not a place where he wants you to be, right. that they're not because, your friends. Right. Amen? Yeah, and so I just want to tell you what a present and continuing work this is. Um, with Susan, and I just love you, and I love your honesty and your transparency. Those are things that will serve you well and honor God. You know that? <laughs> I just couldn't handle how those guys were being because they were drunk, and I wanted to tell them to stop, and so I just went. <laughs> but it did me good because I got out of there. And she didn't, get, <laughs> she didn't get punched, yeah. And Bless I didn't get heart. punched. By a really, really big guy, too. <laughs> now, you, you, uh, this is really highly personal, but you know I love you, so. Yeah, I know. But I want to, I want, one of the things that we want to hold out for you is believing that in these waters of baptism is a healing. And uh, what is it that you want healed from? Epilepsy. From epilepsy. So would you extend your hand? Lord, I can't say that I've ever seen it, but I've got it in my heart. That, Lord, your love is so great that uh, you, you've never withheld. You haven't held anything back from us. And so, God, I thank you for the healing of the cross. And I thank you that, God, we understand that by your stripes we are healed. Means it for eternity, God, that you took away the chastisement, that you yourself bore all of our iniquities. And so, God, we receive what you've done eternally. But you've also said the kingdom of God is at hand. 
And we believe as long as, as you have given us your spirit, that, God, your kingdom is, is present now. Father, I, I want to just come before you and, and agree that you can heal diabetes, that you can heal yes. epilepsy, that, God, you are our healer. That's not a one-time thing. It's not a sometime thing. It's an all-the-time thing because you're an ever-present help. You're always healer, always redeemer. And so, God, I, I lift Susan, even as we, we come in these waters of baptism, that, God, you're going to do something ex, uh, exceeding and abundantly above all that we've ever sought you for or asked you for in Jesus' name. And now we baptize you according to your profession of faith in, in Jesus Christ. Pastor, as, uh, as I'm behind you, <laughs> as Susan started off, uh, what she said was that uh, she prayed to the Lord and he answered her. He delivered her from all her fears. That's directly out of Psalm 34. <laughs> yep, Psalm 34.4. She knows it. You go, girl. She's memorizing scripture. Um. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the next verse right after that says, Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. And no matter what your past has been, no shadow of shame will darken your face. For those who look to him are radiant with joy. And and we identify with Christ in the death of burial, and resurrection of this new life, this eternal life, as we do this water baptism. And, and what she does, I mean, it, I love it. She's basically, every the whole conversation there, she's floating around Psalm 34. I was reading it as, uh, as they were talking. And, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's what she's talking about is, when they come and people are, are fools, they don't even know what's up here that they're missing out on. And uh, she has tasted and she has seen. And, um, you know, the righteous face many troubles, but the Lord rescues them from each and every one. For the Lord protects, those, protects them from harm. Not one of their bones will be broken. Calamity will surely overtake the wicked. But those who hate the, right, who hate the righteous, they will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. Everyone who trusts in him will be freely pardoned. Something, this, uh, this psalm is near and dear to my heart because that was something that was uh, brought brokenness to my heart, brought tears to my eyes last year when I got baptized as well. And uh, that's the thing. Everyone who trusts in him will be freely pardoned. That's something my wife helped me to understand, that God doesn't, mostly forgive you like we forgive other people partially 60 percent and that's something for susan god has completely forgiven you susan and uh, there is no shame there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus amen yeah go ahead brother you guys don't know me and i really don't know you that well yet but we're family uh, that's why i asked the pastor before i come up to speak to say anything but when Tommy and I got here tonight, 
we passed without shoveling snow. And we walked over and looked out over the town. And uh, one of us. And I just got a picture of the, the covering. The town was covered. God was covering the town. And when the pastor spoke about words coming forth, he said, God just said, covering's coming forth. He took this church here for a purpose. And he's getting ready to pour out his spirit and his anointing on this church so abundantly that it's going to flow down the hill like, like a dam busting, like we knocked the wall down here, the water flows out from here, and God's going to flow down and cover this city and this town and just engulf it. That was just a picture I had. Amen. Amen. Let me, uh, let me tie that in. By the way, what the brother did is appropriate, and that is is that he's, uh, he's not a regular here or a member here, so what he did is he just submitted that, that word, what he felt like the Lord was saying, to, uh, to the pastor or elder. And uh, by doing that, um, he actually comes under an umbrella and under a covering. And so I appreciate your, uh, that shows a, a maturity as well. But here's the deal. He doesn't know. Some of you, uh, remember, she was, she, had, uh, she was a present grace here when I came in, and, and her name was Margie Coddington. And uh, Margie Coddington had given a word over this church uh, that she, uh, she heard from God and she made the declaration. And uh, Margie had said that this would be a place where she saw, um, she saw that there was water that came off of this hill and uh, went into the river. And the river was murky and dirty uh, upstream, but wherever the waters flowed from this place, this high place, um, that it made the waters um, pristine and made the waters clear, and uh, that's that's kind of the thing. When you were when I read your word, I thought about Margie's word, and we're waiting for the day for that to be fulfilled. Amen. We know it's happening to some degree, but how many of us want it? Just like go ahead and show up and blow our socks off, God. Amen. So I just want to give you uh, give you that, and that tells you that that your word is very uh, very on right on with what we believe God has declared in the past over this place. And so, again, he's not slow concerning his word. He'll bring it to pass. Amen? I think that concludes. I I so appreciate you guys um, hanging out with us tonight and and supporting us. And that's what baptism is. And the Lord spoke to me a few years ago about the need for us to uh, have baptism in the church. It's it's a witness that he wants uh, coming forth uh, within the church. And so we do it outside. We've done it in different venues. We'll continue to do that, but it's also a ceremony that we should practice in the church. And my goal is that people will be getting saved and coming to Jesus and that we're going to have to do this every month. Isn't that a good thing? <clears throat> Anything else? Oh, yes. You know what? Let's not because it's so late. They've been so good to us. We just, let's uh, finish with that. Can we do the, I hear him saying a, whatever this song is he's doing. Can we project those words? And we'll finish with this. Anybody wants to come up that you're ready for, we can sing that, especially Marcy, because <laughs> Joseph, okay, good, I see you there too, thank you. Let's stand and end with that song, and I thank you for your friendship and your fellowship, and I welcome you all into new life in 2013, that uh, I want to tell you the best is yet to come, and believe that God's going to pour out a blessing that you cannot contain, amen?
song is Worthy as a Lamb. Uh, we did it on Sunday. I think we could do it every day, and he'd still be worthy. <laughs> Amen. This is, uh, he is worthy to receive all praise and honor and glory. This comes right out of the book of Revelation. Because uh, he was the spotless, sinless lamb that took our sins. Amen.
praise you, God. Thank you, Lord, for what you're what you're doing in in the, in the lives of your people and this church, Father God, that you uh, may may shine in this in this town in this valley. That we may truly be a, a beacon of your light and your truth, and it'll be poured out, and we see many more saved. So, Lord, I ask that you uh, bless the people that were baptized, that you allow them to grow uh, greater and deeper and wider, that they may know you more and do great things in your name, Father God. I praise you, Lord, for what you have done, what you're doing, and what you will do. Thank you, Lord, and bless all the people here that came to, to support and to love. I want to thank you, Lord, for all you're doing. Praise your Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yeah. 